0: going to have a crack, yes you know, oh I think!
1: Hello, mate. You can do better than that, surely. <laughs> how you that's, doing?
0: Uh, yeah, good.
1: Good. How's it going? Yeah, yeah. What Are you so quiet for enthusiasm, Jack? It's we're podcasting. I'm not quiet. Enthusiasm. Not you're not rolling already, are you? <sighs> that's how I roll, mate. You got you know you got to work with me on 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 this shit. This is how the magic happens. It's meant to be organic, but it's no longer organic because now you know I'm recording. Yeah, so I know. I shagged like it.
0: Well, yeah, but, you know, you didn't allow me chance to get into character, mate. Do you know what I mean?
1: Uh, you should always did, be in character, where this is like social content. Do you know what I'm saying? It, Exaggeration. Tear trunk, you know? <laughs> Look, uh, well, actually, you know what? I, 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 I was it's only like rolling. It's Mr.,
0: Mr. Blobby
1: running into the middle of Noel's house party, innit, it, mate? Do you know what I mean? Well, that's the energy I want. I'd, I'd like that energy for Tottenham as well on the pitch. Which goes, spooky,
0: spooky, spooky. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs>
1: but look, this is uh, this is filthy shambles, and it is a bit of a shambles. Uh, season three, episode five, I think. Mate, mate, mate. I I I was scribbling a running order together, so there is structure to this podcast. But I usually I I don't care when I when I chat to you, it's like it gets a bit deep, right? And that's I, I think that's why people like listening to the two of us. Uh, not moan constructively moan and and try and work things out on on a level above and beyond how most people digest football because I think football at the minute is quite prehistoric in terms of energy you know it 's black and white it 's binary, lots of finality however i 'm beginning to crack i 'm beginning to break just a little bit and we we'll get we 'll get on to that and i 'll explain what I mean uh, but I just want to get the I'm gonna do this joke again, but the elephant in the room. Oh, no, yeah. not to trunk. The other elephant. Whee. Harry Kane. Woo are you um, Fan of, fan of it's it's not it's it's not it's not good. I I recorded with Flav of uh T uh, Fighting Cock uh, the other day. Yeah, I think I it was, was a Patreon podcast. And it's been a while. You not heard of him? No, is he
0: is he one of these up, up and coming sort? Of? Yeah, yeah, he's You know, there's like a Million uh, Spurs podcast nowadays, isn't yeah. he?
1: So I mean, he looks like everyone anyway, doesn't he? He's like he's like a clone <laughs> of 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 every normal looking bloke in, in Great Britain that's got Oh, you see that bloke was hair at the tennis. He was at the tennis with Brad Pitt the other day. Everywhere. Wasn't he? Everywhere, mate. Yeah. Um we were chatting and I think he was asking me, uh you just ask <laughs> me as you do, you ask me like a very easy question and I spend ten minutes answering it and I don't articulate any point that's valid, because in my head, I'm trying to think of every potential outcome and what it means for the club and for the player and for me and etc. 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 It feels like we're doing this on every pod at the minute. I think everybody's doing it every single day. Like, where where have you landed with Kane to this point? Because where I'm at now is I've just accepted he's, he's gone. He's leaving this summer because he won't sign a contract and Spurs are going to want to make a bit of money out of it, um, and that's where I am. I mean, where, where are you at with this now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I felt I pretty much felt if he's not signing a contract, we will get rid of it. I, I couldn't ever see a world in which Spurs let Harry Kane go for free. Um, just doesn't, I don't know, it just didn't make sense to allow even the potential of him going to a Chelsea or an Arsenal. Um, we can debate long and hard as to whether or not mm. he would do that, but still. Um, and then there's the, the thought of him going to Manchester United. Surely those are the sort of teams that we're trying to compete against. Blah, 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 you know. So I think it was, it, to me, it's always going to be, look, you know, if we get a kind of an offer this summer that we'd let him go, I, think, I would assume that the likes of Bayern Munich know that as well, right? They've got that feeling. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was pretty certain he was he was going to go.
1: I I couldn't, you know. Do you understand could, the choice, like Munich? I mean, is this just is this simply Kane just reaching out and grabbing silverware just so that he has that as part of his uh, legacy? You know that he he has look, Matt, and I, that I, he's I, felt I, something as an as a professional footballer, right? You want to you want to feel that. That that you want to have that feeling that you get from achieving something that ends with a trophy, yeah. And sure. he's not I, had that.
0: I mean, I'm not saying you're doing this entirely, although I kind of feel maybe you are in terms of like the, the way the questions lean. I do think quite a few of us need to give our head a wobble, mate. Bayern Munich's a huge club. Like I've seen a lot of this kind of like, oh, why would he go there? I mean, farmers massive, leave man. Farmers league. <laughs> <laughs> they're one of the biggest clubs in the world in history. You know, like it's massive. Harry Kane being out there, like, made a joke slapping in 14 goals against FC Bratwurst, you know, like, while that whole kind of red wall or whatever they call it behind the ground is singing that Seven Nation army and, you know, they've won, what have they won? Four or five Champions Leagues. There's every chance that they can go up and have a have a sort of dig at that again. It's, it's huge. It's a huge opportunity to go and play for them. Um, so,
1: I mean, is it safe? Is it a safe... Move. I mean, I don't even know what I mean by that, because because who who else is actually in for him right now? The only other clubs that would probably entertain signing him or consider signing him are clubs that will not be able to sign him because Levy would not allow it. Right? Chelsea would be interested. Interested. Manchester United would, would be interested. I, I think there's PSG. some... Uh, okay, but we can we can definitely argue PSG are not a massive football club, right? No, Just no, in the grand scheme of a, they're things, a, there are
0: there are like a clothing, <laughs> they're a clothing brand. That's what yeah, are, much like uh,
1: Arsenal is is a, yeah. a lifestyle brand. You know, they're not real yeah. football clubs. So, yeah, look, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, this is this is the point of it. Like in my head, I'm trying to think of the things that are important to Tottenham and me. So I'm thinking, why would you leave now? You got your legacy with uh, Alan Shearer's record. Not that far off, forty-seven more notches, and you're there. You could do it in England. You could probably do it at Spurs. You'll be remembered for that, above and beyond winning a Bundesliga. But then, but that doesn't take into account how he feels, what he wants. He's he's been with us for eighteen years, and this is me trying to play devil's advocate and try and see the other side of it. You know, it, he he probably thinks it's gone a bit stale, and and I, I don't mean in. I don't mean in his output. He's he's such a professional, and he does wear the shirt with pride, and he does do his best uh, when he plays for Tottenham. Obviously, he's been carrying us on and off for the last four years. Um, but it's, he's probably he probably feels that like he's stagnated a little bit, that he just wants something different, a new challenge, um, and that that's that's I guess that's the part where we pretend that Bayern Munich isn't a big club. And we we kind of try and, and scratch our heads and think, why would he do this? Why would he do this? Um, and it's also, I mean, you'd agree, right? It's the most diplomatic movie could probably make because it, yeah. Bayern Munich are inoffensive. I mean, I don't I don't know how you feel um about them, but they it, it wouldn't offend me even if they do have a bit of red in 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 their in their uh, in their shirts.
0: No, it's all right. We beat them in the war, mate. So you know. Uh... <laughs> 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 no, but it's no. I couldn't, I couldn't care less, mate. I, I saw. Well, Mark Nesbit was saying to me that a few Spurs fans were like, "How can he go and be managed by some ex-Chelsea manager?" I think Fuck, he fucking. That's up a stretch, managed, right? Like, I come mean, come on, no, yeah. like, really? Like, no, I, I wouldn't care less, and yeah, you know, I've, I've made a joke about it, but I reckon it would even be a laugh to go out to Munich for a weekend, get on the beers, and go and watch him play for him. You know, like it would just be steady. Steady, well, everyone, oh, come on. Like, everyone says it's cucky and stuff. It's fun, football's supposed to be fun,
1: right?
0: It's
1: Harry Kane. At the end well, the it, it, it is football fun? Is but, but but that's something I've actually quite well, said the, it's supposed to be fun, that's yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, so. it, there's, there's something on the on the Patreon section of this podcast that I, I want I want to ask you, which is definitely deep. Um, okay, let me let, let's ro- let's roll back a little bit. Uh, to quote, um Electronic philosopher Milo, motherfucker's gonna drop the pressure, <laughs> but on but on who? Like on Levy and Enoch, surely the pressure is always on them, as it should be. But do you think Kane leaving is a good thing for Ange? Um, is it a good thing for the fan base? And uh, in terms of in terms of Postacoglu, you could argue like the one thing that Spurs have not been able to do is move on. Um, Spurs have not been able to reset. We keep rebooting. And and perhaps the reliance on Kane, who is our greatest ever goal scorer, or one of our greatest ever players, you know, him leaving is not something you're meant to find agreeable. but We have to deal and we have to move on and we and we have to look ahead. Do you think it, it helps Postacoglu? Or does it, uh, you know, it's a stupid question, I know. Or does it really, really hurt what we would be able to do this season, considering this season should be a transitional season, right, where he figures out how everything's going to work and what else we might need and so on. And having Kane in that team would probably amplify and help him a lot. Not having him there, that does 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 the fan base turn on 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 Ange if if, if results kind of wobble a little bit Look, early on? I mean, there's.
0: There's there's several different things at play there, right? So, I mean, let's just talk about Kane, first of all. Um, So this, I mean, I'm never, I'll I'll be honest, I'll be upfront about it. I'm never going to be bought into this idea that there's any type of silver lining or any positives to be taken from Harry Kane leaving. Like Harry Kane is not only one of Tottenham's best ever players, if not best ever player, he's just one of the best ever footballers, right? And he plays for Tottenham right now. There is not a hope in hell that Tottenham could ever sign somebody as good as Harry Kane. This is, you know, we've 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 had all this kind of banter and all these kind of laughs about Mbappe the past few days. He's not interested at all in Tottenham, <laughs> and all the banter accounts have obviously done the big ha ha ha. Tottenham really thought they were going to sign Mbappe. Kane exists in that stratosphere. He does, and we maybe don't see him that way, but. There's a lot of talk at the moment that even the likes of Lionel Messi. I mean, you don't know how far he can take this up, but even the likes of Lionel Messi has said to like the PSG hierarchy, the guy you need is him. That's the guy you need. You know, yeah, he He, yeah. he, he, he holds, he, he rubs shoulders with these type of people. He's he's a fantastic, brilliant, wonderful footballer. On top of that, he is also so firmly embedded within the club. Now he is. A part of the club. It's not a question of is Harry Kane bigger than the club or not. The two go hand in hand. Like, he is Mr Tottenham. He is the face of the club. He has carried the club for the past few years through, let's be honest, the pretty abject football we faced, the lack of kind of you know, I guess fan unity on most issues, the pandemic, moving stadium anyway, which still we probably underplay in, in the respect of getting the atmosphere going and what an impact that's had on everything. Yeah, So there's a lot of play there. And Kane has been the one constant there. And this idea that like, we need to learn to let go. We need to, why? <laughs> like why? Mm. It just, if it, it, it like it's, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make, why do we need to learn to let go of one of the best footballers on the planet? Well, no, I I mean, I don't... I'm not saying this just directly to you. I'm saying yeah, okay, to okay, this okay. argument in general, yeah. right? I, I yeah, just... Yeah. I, I can't... So you you to sword. find me there,
1: Jack. I to kind of like sit back down again.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I've seen like the sort of the extra inch lads banging this drum a lot. I've seen Old Mate on Tifo. I can't remember what his name is. John, I'm not saying this to be an old... Um, uh,
1: double-barrelled
0: you know, the tactics guy no no um anyway <laughs> uh, it's kind of all making this point that actually it will be a good thing for Spurs look if you ask Ange Postecoglou, do you want do you want Harry Kane in your team next year or not he's obviously going to say yes mm-hmm. so all this kind of like it, he doesn't really suit Ange's style of play and all this. these things may well be true right if we can kind of like boil this down in the sense that like Harry Kane is just some player but he's not you know he is the type of player that teams bend backwards for to accommodate to yeah. make a placer in their team and if we have aspirations of being a top team right we need to be able to understand this that sometimes some players will come along and we're just so fortunate that we have that right now in Harry Kane I mean the the, the issue after this right is that Okay, so we've gotten the cloud away from us. And that, that is something that I do feel, right? The, 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 the one part, the one bit of this argument that I will let in is that we've got this cloud over us at the moment. Harry Kane, will he stay, will he go? Are we going to have this all year? But the flip side to that is the thing that I immediately challenge myself with on that is just because we sell Harry Kane now doesn't mean the media are going to stop talking about Harry Kane it's every single game when we fail to score, every single game where we fall behind, every single game where somebody misses a penalty, every single game where people question whoever becomes captain after, you know, Larissa's mm. gone and Kane goes. All of these things are going to come back to Harry Kane. Tottenham didn't have the ambition to make him want to stay. Tottenham didn't back themselves enough. They didn't back Ange Postecoglou enough to you know, to to convince harry kane otherwise to make him stay for the fuck you but know what i mean it, it will all this come is it's not back just a kane pantomime
1: again. at this point because the 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 media the entire narrative for years has been kane has to leave tottenham and now he's left tottenham and and sure, then they it, It's just a pantomime, twist but it,
0: it, it clearly has an actual after effect right it, it like yeah, we've yeah. we've spoken about before with club dna and stuff we can say yeah. oh it's just media saying spursy this spursy that spursy this spursy that but it also makes us question, well, does this play into opposition minds? The fact that it's still the Arsenal, the grand old team, the marble halls of Highbury and all that type of shit, That is that the type of thing that when they've had their runs in the FA Cup, despite being a pretty abject team in the league, relatively speaking to what they've known, the successes they've known, hmm. how, do these opposition teams think mm, on the day, they're not that good at the moment, but they're still the Arsenal? Whereas with us, even when we've been flying under Pochettino, been absolutely brilliant, all the kind of we say, oh, it's just the media saying Spursy, it's just unfair, it's all this. We don't know how much that plays into the opposition minds that are thinking, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's top the minute. We can have these lot, and it, it, you know, we we speak at length about this with Spurs. It feels like we've always
1: got this over us, right? But how do you quantify that? It's like it's just this is like a, 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 it's like a. An aura that's been poisoned by by by, by something, because it, it's this, the whole psychological part is it, it fascinates me. Because mm. you talk about cultures at football clubs, and you talk about the feeling that you get when you sign for a particular football club, and you know I can smell the history and, and, all, and all the usual sound bites these players make when they when they sign for really big clubs. So at Spurs, we've changed managers, we've changed uh, players. You know, we've 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 signed players that have won things. You know, we we we've, we we the culture has 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 grown since 2006. Like before 2006, arguably we didn't really know what we were doing, and and then since 2006 we've been progressing in the right direction. It's just that we haven't got the details right. Okay, we haven't consolidated, and when we needed to consolidate in terms of players and in terms of ruthlessness and this this obviously comes back to the board and the way the club is run. You know, they've they've had eyes on another part of the business which is the 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 financial progression, you know, we had to move away from White Hart Lane. You know, we had to build a new stadium as much as we wanted to stay at White Hart Lane and win something there. In the grand scheme of things, we would have been left behind even further. So, we're this club that exists in a bubble just below the big, big teams that have had 20, 30 years of of mm-hmm. knowing what it means to win. And we're above all the other teams that have good seasons and, and then disappear. And so, in some ways, we should be. We, we, we're just a weird little football club, right? Because we should be celebrated for trying to puncture the, the top tier of the Premier League. And we should be criticised for not doing enough to actually get in there. But then what we need to do seems to always be several levels above our capabilities, even though on a financial level, I don't quite understand why we can't just spend money because we obviously make a lot of money. So the aura that you're talking about and the the way that it feeds into the opposition and and then maybe feeds into the fan base and then that bleeds onto the pitch, it's a strange thing because it's like it's not something you can almost control but you kind of can if the football's good um i don't I, I don't think i've got a conclusion to this i'm just again i'm just trying to work out how you solve this and why it's so difficult why do we seem to make things difficult even in discussion between the two of us whereas other football clubs seem to just say right this is what we're going to do and they do it and then they crack on and that doesn't it always equates to success you know the, the big thing is we can do everything right and still not win anything. But I think doing everything right would have the entire fan base on your side because you would go, "Do you know what? There's nothing more we can do here. Like we're doing everything. We're spending the money. We're signing the players. We're playing the football, but we're just unlucky here, here, and here." Whereas if you look at the past, you can you can basically find holes in just about everything. And even this summer transfer window, which we we'll get onto momentarily, it, it, it's bugging me out of it. Because again, you know, why is it so difficult to sign a centre back when we've been speaking to two or three, four potentially, for weeks? Or am I just being a, a bit dumb and I'm not really understanding this, what, what's happening behind closed doors? Maybe Spurs have got everything lined up, but they're waiting for something else to happen that goes beyond my knowledge of understanding it. Or is that just bullshit, apologistic uh, bollocks? trying to defend the club in terms of, let's be patient, the window's still open. Whereas other clubs are just getting their business done. So little things like that, they're kind of micro annoyances that some people already look at as macro annoyances. And for me, I've just, I've kind of said, no, 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 there's still there's three weeks left. Let's just wait because I'm just daft like that. But it, that those type of things, I guess, feed in, they feed back into the fan base. I think... I think that I think it's the fan base, Jack, and I'm not. I don't mean this in a critical way. I think that we're reflective of what the club is doing. So if if the if the fan base feels a hundred percent confident, I think the aura of the football club completely changes, and we saw that under po- Pochettino, that togetherness. I guess that's what we're reliant on, right? Like that Postacoglu can bring that back in terms of you get the football right. That's the starting point. And then everything expands from that.
0: I mean, we talk about that, the football culture side of things, the mm-hmm. the way other teams view us, the way the media talks about us. And, you know, we talk about how we quantify that. What's the mitigating factor here? How can we change that? The, the one thing that, not the, just the one thing, but one of the big things I really like about him from what I've heard and seen so far is that that sort of stuff is his bread and butter, right? He He absolutely loves, you know, the Aussies or all the underdogs style. You don't play mm. football here. It's a kind of, you know, it's a women's sport in Australia. I'm not, I'm not saying that as a derogatory. I'm saying that's the kind of narrative that has been around the Australian yeah. team, all yeah. that type of thing. You're a joke. You're this, you're that. He's gone and won them the Asia cup, you know, like mm-hmm. England still haven't won the euros like in, in ever. Um, he has, uh, you know, he's, he's stepped into Celtic where he's had Alan Brazil and the likes of it all taking the piss out of him, kind of doing that sort of xenophobic, trying to pronounce his name, pasta poo-poo or whatever they were saying on the on TalkSport Radio, you know, as their high art um, form of broadcasting. But he steps in, he gets the job done. He's won a historic treble with them, um, scored, a, something crazy like, 200 goals in two seasons or something. I don't know. There's something Mm. quite balmy about what he's achieved there. Um, And I feel that he will definitely be coming in. He'll know, you know, he's had the the German reporter come in and hold the Kane shirt up and he's dealt with that well. And he'll be saying, look, yeah, all right, everyone can have a good old laugh at us, but, you know, we'll show them. And that's kind of, that seems to be his MO, right? And Mm. that's... Mm. That's definitely what the club and the fan base need. I mean, the fan base, I think we're very quick to sort of, you know, turn on. I, I, look, I, I do, I get it, right? Everything's a bit of a drama with our lot. Um, and I think most fan bases would probably say that, but there's a certain type of drama that comes with the Tottenham, especially the sort of terminally online branch of Tottenham's fan base at the moment. But I really think we can just put that down to that, you know, we haven't had that satisfaction of winning something. We've come so close, you know, we've been edging, if you like, you know, we've come mm. so close to it for so long. And then to just see it kind of disappear in the way that it has. Okay. Right. Our whole club is built on this idea of an echo of glory and all that. And yeah, sure. We've got that, but it ha- it has felt a pretty numb feeling, hasn't it? You know, seeing yeah, yeah, kind of, of, of Pochettino go now go to fucking Chelsea you've had all this stuff with Delhi Alley, and it was, you know, you're just looking back even when around the Delhi interview and stuff, you start digging into all the old, like other oh, Delhi moments and the this and the that. And you look at just how good he was. And you look at all those players that we had that era, they're absolutely golden. And it's just that feeling that the club, the sporting ambition was just not there just to double down and realize this is the moment. And I do think, I do think one of the biggest sort of like missteps Daniel Levy has made, and I think it does come from some sort of hubris maybe, mm. and equally maybe, you know, people t- talk about his lack of understanding how football works and everything. It's kind of feeling like that team we had under Pochettino, well, this is great, but this is just the start of it. You know, we, we I'm building this big stadium. We've got this great training ground. And just kind of realising, that doesn't happen, mate. That doesn't happen all the time. That was like, it's the whole bottled lightning thing, right? Yeah, that, that, exactly. The the, the the core of that squad that we had was amazing. And everybody could see it. After like 16, 17, yes, I'm back there again. But after that, we just knew all it would take was adding a couple of players to that. We didn't do that, right? We didn't, we didn't add those top quality players, which again is so painful seeing Arsenal do that now. They're doing exactly what we didn't do. They came so close last year. And what have they done? They've gone and spent £200 million this summer. They've brought in Declan Rice. Kai Havertz it seems like a bit of an odd one at the moment, but who knows? they signed in Duran like, Timber, who's been another highly rated centre-back across Europe. People have spoken about him for ages. They've gone out and gotten these deals. I mean, De- Declan Rice is whatever. People can talk about the price tag. He's a phenomenal player, man. I, like, I, I worry about them with him. And so I think it's kind of just seeing this contrast once again that we've kind of we're having to have our kind of our multiverse play out in front of us wearing an Arsenal shirt at the moment. It's yeah. and we saw it with Liverpool as well, you know, with the Van Dijk, Allison, Summer, that type of thing. You know, it, it, it happens. So look, I mean, it's it's difficult, mate. It's difficult, isn't it? Because you know. There, there are there are some there are many positives to this, right? The the idea that we're going to be seeing nice football again, that Spurs are going to be kind of you know at least giving it their all in games, that's great. But at the same time, you know, I think we're past the point where that's all we're going to be happy with. You know, we're not we're not we're not not Martin Yell's Tottenham anymore. We're not going to be we're not going to be happy thinking well we came close to finishing fourth. What a ride! What an exciting adventure! We want to try and win the Premier League, and look, people can laugh and people can say, "Oh, you're so entitled," it. but that—that that is the truth of the matter. Well, that, people want to see Spurs win the league. They want to see us win the Champions League because we've some—we've come so close to doing that. The next natural, like the natural progression for Tottenham, is to go and win one of those things. Yeah, and that's that's just it, mate. That's 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 the thing. So this idea that you know people are saying well at least if we sell kane we're going to be able to buy the center backs that we need we should be doing that anyway yeah, like there's no that, excuse exactly. for us not to be doing that this club is is and you know I'm not getting into purple and gold shit and all that type of stuff I'm just saying though this club is highly profitable now it is the tickets are disgracefully expensive to go and watch this football club mm. we've had a summer of concerts we've got these F1 partnerships it's time to start fucking showing it mate like cuz we we we've, we've been patient the the fan base have been patient i don't, like yeah. people can say you're entitled they can say this. we we we, <laughs> we we knocked down the stadium that we just went unbeaten in we had those years playing at wembley we've gone through the pandemic everyone's gone through that i get that right but we had we had three windows of not signing any players with the promise that when we're in this place when we're a profitable self-sustainable club we were going to start spending real money. Fucking show us that then. Like, you know? And yeah, I get it. We do spend money. We do. But we've been haggling over a over a £30 million rated Dutch centre-back that no one had fucking heard of before this summer. I'm sorry, right? No one had heard of him. And we're still not getting that done. Do you know what I mean? We've seen the same update on Tap Sober. I don't even know these players at all. But I'm just talking <laughs> about this is just... It's just so... The, the issue for me is this is just it's like an Escher painting it's the same thing we've seen over and over and over again whether it's Mutinio, whether it's Damiao playing up front for us whether it's whatever this whole kind of thing of us just not getting business done because of whatever reason and I've sort of hit that point now mate where I'm like you know I hate to sound like that guy but like while we've got this board, this lot in charge, it's never going to change. That's just the way they operate. It's just the way things are going to be done. And we can keep throwing shit at a wall and hope that it sticks from time to time. And we have had some good times. So I'm not going to take away from that. But this is tedious now. It's tedious. Nothing's changed. We've got a big stadium. We make fuck loads of money. And yet we still operate in exactly the same tin pot way that we always have done. Which, you know, it doesn't breed... It doesn't breed. It doesn't breed excitement in the fan base. It Doesn't breed excitement with the players. Clearly doesn't. Our best ever player, our club legend, the one that we all sing, is one of our own. Wants to fucking leave us because he feels that the obviously feels that the club's gone stale. He's seen this. He's seen all this, and he he wants to go. And that's just that's just it, mate. And you know, I'm gonna get called negative, and people are gonna say I'm pissing on this season. But you know, I. This guy, Postacoglu, he can't work fucking miracles. And if he can, great, brilliant. Happily play this back, clip this up and play it back when Spurs have won the league. And I'll listen to it and enjoy it when I see Tottenham coming down the high road with the fucking Premier League trophy on top of a bus. I couldn't give a fuck. But at this point in time, (laughs) like, it just worries me seeing us repeat this same fucking thing over and over and over again. Because this squad is still all over the place. The first Premier League fixtures in like twenty days, you know. I, I don't know.
1: Sorry, ran over, mate. No, no. Like, let me just. Nineteen uh, twenties <laughs> round of applause. I am standing up for this round of applause. I mean, we should we should end the pod there. To be fair, but we won't. We're gonna we're gonna have to continue. Um, and the, the, okay, this is the 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 wonderfully, uh, kind of fucked up irony about all this. I kind of I agree with everything that you said. Right, I agree. I agree with the, what the, the, the Purple and Gold people are saying. Like, I want new owners. I mean, if anything, I want someone that understands the football, and Daniel Levy is not that person. He might, in his heart, think he's doing the right thing, but there's telltale signs. The way he talks about the redevelopment of Tottenham, the way he talks about his legacy, it's not a footballing legacy that he seems to fall back on when he when he talks about these things. So there's 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 obviously something missing, and and that unfortunately is something that he cannot develop. He's not been able to develop that over the last twenty years. He's not he's not seen the error the errors uh, that we've made just in terms of a pure footballing uh, entity like that ruthlessness, like Liverpool getting pumped by Tottenham four one, you know, and then and and then and then seeing what they needed to do, understanding what they had to do what did they need to spend 75 million on on a on a defender maybe wasn't worth that amount of money in that moment but was worth every single penny seasons after because of what they achieved you pay you pay what you need to pay not 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 necessarily what the player's worth but what you need what you need to pay to get the player in the club in order to make the collective stronger and to be able to then push on these are basic, fundamental things that thousands of Tottenham supporters talk about in the pubs at the game, on on Twitter, or wherever they do it. We all see this. We can all see this. And I'm not trying to, I'm not dumbing down how difficult it is to build a successful football club. Right? It's not an easy thing to do, especially when your competition is Manchester City and Liverpool and Man United and Chelsea, and and it's it, we're, we're in amongst. Newcastle you know, <laughs> I mean exactly you, you you've got the 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 Saudi money as well just c- continuing to distort football and and valuations of players and the rest of it and 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 but that if you're if you truly if you're truly centric to um to the football side you would look at Newcastle and think well how do we stop them doing how do we stop them getting ahead of us you know how how do we close the gap on X, Y, and Z? How what are we doing as a football club? And I think that the you know, and I'm not saying Spurs don't go out and sign players out of nowhere because we kind of did that under Conte for a couple of signings. It was like holy shit, we're we're, we're backing Conte because we're just buying players. We just just Besouma, Bolt, and it's like there's very little of this kind of prolonged saga that we have to relive every week. We've we've just the same stories being you know, just pushed out with just different words jumbled up. It's just, it gets to the point where even journalists don't know what's going on and they're just they're having to creatively write, um, you know, how close we are to signing someone, even though we were close to signing that player three weeks ago. Like, we need centre-backs. We, we need another midfielder. We probably, we need to, we need to sell a number of players as well, as well to streamline the, uh, the, the, the squad. And all these things might happen, but they're still not, a collective belief and backing from the fan base, including me, where I can point and go, like like Leonardo DiCaprio that meme, and say, ah, there there you go, we've changed, we, we're different, we're different, we're signing players quickly, we're we're dealing with the things that we need to deal with in a cutthroat way, aggressively, and and, and that you know the statements being made there. I mean, look, we can we can we can genuinely slag off the club and and, and uh, slag them off we can constructively discuss everything that's wrong with the football club but it will be a repeated conversation because it's 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 something that we seem to be doing every single season um and the whole arguments around you know protesting and and people might, that might be listening to this and say wouldn't well, it well, spooky you've been quite you know critical of of, of the of the unique outlaw and you know bursting balloons and the rest of it and, and the thing is yeah, I, I still am because I I I think there's you can still love your football club, you know. You can still support your football. I'm not saying they don't, but you you don't need to yeah. be self um, uh, loathing all of the time and hate everything all of the time and and be negative all, which is what they do because it's become such a big part of their identity to be against the club and the owners that they've forgotten about all the other important things. And and I don't think they're they're ever going to be happy. These people, I'm, I'm, and I, and I say this with confidence because they were not happy under Pochettino either. Okay, and they can you can at me about this, guys. I'm sure none of you are listening, so who fucking cares? But the point is, I know these, I know what these type of supporters are like because pre Twitter, pre social media, they exist in, in, in at Tottenham too. The people that were just continuously negative, and the reasons they have for the negativity are not wrong, you know. And, and there's a lot of things that they can mobilise around now, especially with ticket prices, but they won't because they're just stuck on Lewis in his yacht in the Bahamas, and they're stuck on Levy, and they're stuck on Donna Carly, and it's all it's all good. It's all required. The noise is still required. I just don't think the way that we're, we're trying to amplify that noise is working because it's not working with the trust. It's not working with the fan advisory board. I mean, one meeting What's in, the
0: point of that? You know, like they 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 do these kind of. Let's be honest; these empty for appearances. Oh, we're going to get a fan appearance,
1: but okay. So the first critical issue they just <laughs> just toss it away. Yeah, do you know what I mean. It, like it, the whole the whole thing the whole thing it, it just plays into the fact that they are they, there's they, they have no connection to the fan base, right? They, they they just don't know how to relate to us, and I don't think they really care. I mean, they they don't care, and and the problem at the minute is we can 't change it, so it just becomes a, it becomes this performative thing where you 're saying, "I want him out, I hate him, and you 're the problem because you 're still going to games and that 's all it is. All these people and all these colors on 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 Twitter and, and wherever else you, all you 're doing is just telling people how much you hate the club and, and creating memes and sound bites and the rest of it, but, you, but standing in front of the club shop. All that does is just highlight to the club that it's a small group of people at the moment, and they can see you they can see you there and you 're under control because you 're there you 're not inside the stadium causing trouble you 're there outside the, the club shop you 're controlled you don 't even know you 're being controlled, but you you 're controlled at this point and and until something disastrous happens wherever that is, and I hope it never does you know and, until the entire stadium. And that's the only place that we have power is inside the stadium. You know, if we if we collectively all bind together and do something inside the stadium, then fair enough. But again, we won't. We'll still buy neck oils. We'll still buy food. We'll still go to the games. We'll still buy 88-quid tickets because they've got us. We are here's, stuck.
0: Here's the question, though, mate. Do you, do you think... Because I don't know if that goes on forever, mate. I don't know if if the if the club continues in the kind of way it has done for the past couple of years now, right? Because, like you said, I don't feel that. Okay, there's some surface level excitement about Postacoglu. The dad stuff people like his you know, his press conferences and all this. And I think at the moment, from a lot of people at least, there's there's some leeway. I think people know, right? this year let's hope for like a solid kind of top six finish right um, hmm. we're not dreaming too big and stuff but are people going to be happy for ever playing paying £100 to watch us play Newcastle United if we think well you know Newcastle are on their way to win the title this year but how are we supposed to compete with that but at least you know I've paid £100 to come and sit and watch us battle on to 7th, 8th place again and again and again and then Few years time, son gets older, retires. We don't have any of that kind of star quality. You, you know, all it takes, mate, is a few things to kind of. But do you know
1: what happens then, Jack? What happens then? Because the club don't need to raise ticket prices. So at that point, when they're losing supporters, when they're losing bums on the seats, and and maybe they haven't got enough. And and I don't mean in this in an offensive way when I say tourists mad respect for people that travel halfway around the world to come to watch Tottenham. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I I probably would not go out to the US and watch an NBA game, which I'd love to do, but probably I I wouldn't. I'd probably prioritise other things. So people that do that, great. People that can't get to games often and get tickets, great as well. I mean, of course, not everyone can go every game, right? But at the moment, it actually has... A, a detrimental dip in terms of season ticket sales, and people aren't buying those general sell tickets. The club will just do the PR spin because they don't need to be charging the money that they're, they're charging now, so they lose a bit of profit there. But they're just they're just booking more concerts or, or, or whatever it is that else they're doing uh, locally or within 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 the stadium. So then at that point they, they they make it look like they're doing a good thing. Oh, we're we're cutting, we're making concessions here, there, and every. They should be making concessions now. They should be thinking about the next generation of football supporters, you know, um, and how and how we don't lose them. Because at the minute, that generation is reliant on their dad and their mum uh, to, to buy the tickets to take them to the game. So, yeah, it's not sustainable. I, but uh, but we, we get to that on the Patreon part. I'm really conscious of time, mate. How, how, how are you doing for time at the minute?
0: Yeah, all good, all good,
1: All right, okay. I, what I wanted to do is actually tie... I'm, this podcast has to get positive at some point. I, I just wanted yeah. to to quickly talk about Romero because he's been talking about um, how much different it is this season, you know, the change, and maybe the contrast is because it was just so uh, toxic under, under Conte, whether, you know, p- people like to hear that or not. I think that's the reality of it. Um and whereas now he's he's feeling uh, good about Spurs, he doesn't want to leave Spurs. I know these are words again that you know just quotes that he wants the best years of his his, his career at Tottenham. He must he must have hit his head at some point during the summer. I don't know. Um, so you know you talk about the, the 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 cultural shift that we want to be seen with 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 the players. I mean, if anything, like if there's something to you know to to come back to Ange as well, and he's kind of like good guy persona I mean he's a good guy persona but he doesn't take any shit either it's not like if you want to compare him to Conte because I've seen someone today I've seen a couple of people today say um, Conte was a proper manager because he didn't take any shit and a lot of people still idolize Antonio because he said it out how it was and you know he was the catalyst and yeah he wasn't really the catalyst that I wanted him to be I wanted, him, I wanted him to change how we perform on the pitch the things he was highlighting about the football club, some of them, again, exaggerations, but, but, but lots of, lots of truths within that is, you, I don't need him to tell me any of that. We know that we, we live the club. But, um, so having Romero come out, having other players, Basuma dancing every time he's going to training and just, I know they don't mean anything, it's just social media things and, and, and interviews. Um, that's what we should be focusing on. As much as we have spent forty-four minutes kind of having a moan as we do, um, there there's still a lot of good things um about Spurs, with or without Kane. Lots like a core group of young players, players that were held back. Under Antonio Conte, players that were not allowed to play football, that we weren't allowed to watch a team play football. You look at the AC Milan game in, in the Champions League. I think that if that ever told you the, the 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 if that ever told you the output the 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 output of Antonio Conte, I mean that was it. That just just nothingness. That that game there was nothing there. There was no. There was no real design to go out there and win the game. It just felt dead and the club felt dead and we were all pretty much dead at the back end of last season. But now, you know, regardless of all the complaints that we do have, there are positive things. As much as you might think uh, Postacoglu, you know, maybe it's too big a job for him, we you know, are we going to predict this, or are we going to sit back and just in, in, try and enjoy the journey again? So, what is my question here, mate? I do not know. We have got to stop ranting. I think Jack. I think me and you on 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 the same pod isn't isn't the best thing. Um, I, okay, I, all right. I can
0: jump off the back of some of this though, mate. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I was gonna. I, what I want to get to is the the actual transfer dealings. But say say what you got to say, and then I will I was I'll just start. gonna say like just just before I started
0: recording this, I've seen that you know it seems to be pretty much that cogler is. On the verge of naming Sonny captain, and that is, oh, you know,
1: okay, that's well, that huge. tells you everything.
0: A, yeah, and I mean, in the latest kind of press conference, just talking about Son's kind of leadership abilities. All new players that come to the club gravitate towards him. He's a confident for so many players in the in the in the team in the club, you know. So he's a guy that signed a contract when Harry Kane was looking to leave that that you know mm-hmm. that summer. And I don't, you know, I I. I find the comparison directly in that way, bad faith. And I find I find a lot of the comparisons between the pair of them, you know, to be held in pretty bad faith, whether it favours Kane or whether it favours Son. They're two fantastic players. They've both been two fantastic servants to the to the club. They are two of the best players I've ever seen wear our shirt and give me some of the happiest memories of my life. And, you know, I think we saw kind of, obviously like the size and stature of Harry Kane, he probably would be getting the captaincy by almost by default. But really, it has often felt like Sonny is kind of one of the captains, right? And yeah, there's just something about that, of imagining him kind of being able to strap on the armband and just go out there and lead the team, which I really like. It's an immediate kind of lift, you know? And like you say, when you're talking about us bringing in a lot of these younger players, hopefully see Devine get more minutes, hopefully see Sar get more minutes, Poster has also spoken today about how much he likes Oliver Skip. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Oliver Skip as well. I know he kind of splits opinion, which to me seems crazy given how young a player is. He's. He's, he's an academy product that's been hampered by injury, but has shown yeah. flashes of like brilliance of being a very, yeah. very good player. You know, not, not every single player. I feel like we need to make this point all the time, but not every single player is going to be Messi or Ronaldo, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, so I mean yeah, there is a lot to be hopeful about, and just seeing Tottenham, you know, even just watching that friendly the other day against West Ham, yeah, we lost, but seeing Tottenham play on the front foot again, knock the ball about around in the opposition half, yeah, fucking, let's have some of that again, let's see us have a nice run in the f a Cup, you know, let's see us kind of bring home a league cup, right you know let's just let's just get one of them, right, let's just get one of those and just start to get the belief back again. But it shouldn't just be about us making do. I think that's, that's. I do want to keep it positive, but it shouldn't just be about the fans making do. It should be about the club going all in on somebody like Ange as well, right? And I know we can say, well, we've actually, we've bought Kulisevski this summer. Have we bought Romero as well this summer? I, I, I can't remember, but we've that was lost, we've put lost, money.
1: I think we've, we've done that, I think.
0: Yeah. But I mean, these kind of things, it's, uh, you know,
1: Oh, no, I know. Maybe
0: we're playing off Kulosevsky over five years? It's forty yeah. million over four or five years. Come on, man! Like, let's not be disingenuous about this. The, the club needs. Well, this, to this is it, right? Serious,
1: the, the, right? This is this is why, like you know, we're, we're Sanchez might be going to at Moscow. Although I don't think Russia's the best place for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's like nine million, ten million quid, twelve million, wh- whatever it is. It doesn't. We don't need to wait for players to go out. Much like we don't need to wait for the cane. We don't. You know, if we're going to start, if we, if, if I hear we're going to start spending the cane money, we don't have to even spend the cane money. We've got money, like you said, to be able to go out and buy the centre backs. I mean, uh, Connor Gallagher. Fancy him much? Um, is he a player that uh, we should be spending fifty million quid on, considering that West Ham have got a lot of money off the back of Declan Rice? Uh, being sold in fact what we're going to do Jack I'm, I am conscious of time we're going to end the normal pod here guys thank you for listening um, if you want to listen to the rest Don't of the podcast me. I'm
0: not purple and gold I promise
1: <laughs> if you want to listen to more Jack and me uh, spooky in purgatory on patreon.com we're going to continue this podcast for a little bit longer on patreon uh, and we're going to just talk about some of the players that we're looking to sign uh, but I'm going to ask Jack another deep question that I've already regretted thinking. Uh, oh, wow. m- maybe, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll save you from that. Um, no, go on, do it. Come on, let's do it. Well, well, okay, so let me just end this podcast. I'll so see you later, guys.